Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. All right, and welcome everybody to this week's episode of Your Next Best Step, as well as if you're watching live on LinkedIn, um, I am super, super, super excited to have my friend who I am so grateful that I connected with this year, um, Dr. Ranelli Williams. Um, I have a quick question before we get started. What kind of doctor are you? <laughs> I've always wanted to know that. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a DBA, Doctor in Business Administration um, ah. in Entrepreneurship and Leadership. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anybody who has that. That's, that's awesome. I mean, like I have a friend who's a doctor, like a jurist doctor, like she's a lawyer, but she's, you know, has a doctor, but I've never heard of somebody that had that designation. DBA. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. DBA. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I was like, maybe she's a medical doctor. And I was like, no, maybe, maybe she's a, I'm going to ask, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here um, today. We are going to have an awesome conversation. And I know from my conversations with you, um, this is going to be so helpful for people because it's going to be all centered around building your legacy, your wealth legacy, as well as helping you with your finances, um, helping you with your money, because that is a big thing for everyone, really. But I mean, particularly small business owners who have gotten hit hard over the past two years. Um, and just she's going to share so much of her wisdom um, and guide us through what we can do uh, to make things better. But Dr. Ranelli, you are a speaker. You're an author. And when I found out how many books you're an author of, <laughs> I was like, holy mackerel. <laughs> um, you are an entrepreneur. You're a financial educator. You're a profit strategist. Um, you are co-owner, co-founder of ERJ Services with your husband, Eric correct? Yep. Um, as well as the founder of the Profit- Profitable Entrepreneurs Network, which we are going to get to. So welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I know this has been a long time coming and I'm glad we finally got it on the calendar. <laughs> I know both of us had COVID at the same time. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember we were supposed to do this, what, back in December, December, I think. And um, I remember seeing a post on Facebook that you weren't feeling good. And I was like, oh, no. And then I found out you had COVID. And I was like, I have COVID. So we got to reschedule this. So thank you for joining me. So tell us a little bit about your background, because you do have an interesting background um, and, you know, where you're from and how you came to the United States. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, little girl growing up on the island of Montserrat in the Caribbean, um, my father became a a baker, right? Here's my father being a pharmacist, 
and decided I'm going to open a bakery. <laughs> and so he did that, you know, part time while still working and then eventually moved into um, full time entrepreneurship. So I saw that at a really early age. As a matter of fact, he opened the bakery when I was probably about nine or 10. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's been 40 years. So now you know how old I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> we won't do the math. We won't do the math. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so I grew up there and I found myself you know, as I was getting a little older in the bakery, gravitating towards, you know, like, you know, whenever I was helping out, I would always be put to do cashiering, right? And so, you know, I think it's because of my love for numbers and, you know, just being quick with that. And so that was kind of my, my, my first taste of entrepreneurship up close and personal. I um, moved to the United States when I was 17 years old. And, um, yeah, went to high school for a year. Uh, my mom, you know, migrated. She's a single mom. So she migrated, we migrated here and um, went to high school for a year. And then off to college, I went, you know, um, started out at community college, did my associate degree in business management, quickly learned that I loved accounting. And so when I transferred to a four-year university, Baruch College, I majored in accounting, then I got my MBA from Baruch as well, and um, started working, you know, started in the accounting profession. And, you know, for, if you know me, I'm always striving, I'm always wanting more, right? Mm. And so the position I was in, you know, at the time that I started searching for work, it wasn't satisfying me. And as I started looking for um, new employment, I realized that a lot of the jobs that drew my attention, you, you needed to have a CPA license and the MBA, which I already had, you know, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to halt my search and I'm going to get that CPA license that I didn't, you know, get originally. And so that's what I did. I took a review course. I think it was Becker, I believe. <laughs> and um yeah, once I got the license, then the once I got past the exams, the next step was you need um, auditing experience mm -hmm. for you know to get the license, and so that took me into public accounting. I worked for um, Deloitte and Touche for mm. about three years, and um, then from public accounting, I went into internal audit. And that was my last job before being full-time. I, I stayed about 10 years at that company and then started our, not started, the business had already started, but I joined my husband in the business in 2017, 2015, 2015. So Eric started um, ERJ services prior to you joining him. Yes. Yes. Got so we started it as a partnership. Um, you know, I used to help out part time. We were only a tax firm at that time. So we started the tax business. And then once I became um, full time in the business, then we added bookkeeping and then eventually strategic advisory. Mm. So how what led you to want to leave corporate audit and your corporate job and then jump into entrepreneurship? 
Yeah. So, so here's, here's the path. I I always knew I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't know what that looked like, right? Just seeing what my father did planted a seed for me. And so, but, you know, I come from the traditional go get, go to school, get a good education, get a good job, you know, retire, you know, whatever with retirement benefits, right? (laughs) And so that's the path I was following, but that seed was already planted from a really early age, and the, which is why I did business management, my associate degree, but then loving accounting, I decided to um, do, switch to accounting as my major. Um, and so for me, back in 2014, I actually, you know, one of my mentors, you know, she she said to me, Renelli, you're so talented. And I know that there's a lot more, you know, that you can and should be doing. And so she encouraged me to, uh, but you're allowing fear to hold you back. That's one of the things she said. And she said, I want you to teach on fear on one of my calls. She used to host oh, this yeah. call on Sundays. <laughs> and I was like, uh, but I accepted and I did a lot of research on fear. And, you know, then obviously it took me as a Christian, it took me to, you know, um, the faith and, you know, that that's the opposite of fear. Mm. And so I taught on that. And the response was so great that, you know, people were like, okay, what's next? And I didn't know what, what was next, but, you know, like, God just had the path laid out for me because then I saw someone say, um, oh, I'm doing a a workshop on entrepreneurship. I'm like, entrepreneurship? I've never heard that word. What is that, right? And so (laughs) it was just really about teaching you to um, become an author and then, you know, um, using it as a, uh, on an entrepreneurial journey. Really. Mm. So they just combined the word author and entrepreneur. And I said, you know, it's interesting, low cost. Let me do it. See what, you know, what it's about. And from there, I wrote my first book, Releasing the Fear and Walking in Faith. Mm. Right. This was 2014. And at the time I was in my my last job. And I remember the company was bought by another company. And you know, I watched colleague after colleague after colleague get let go. Um, And, you know, in the back of my mind, my turn was going to come eventually. Um, But, you know, I worked for a hundred million dollar division. I was the only full-time employee. So I thought, you know, maybe I might be safe, you know, because, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not such a, a cost, cost heavy for that division. Right. And so, but in November of 2014, I got the call from HR and I got a message the morning and I said to my husband, okay, it's my turn now. <laughs> and so I got on the call and sure was, it was my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was literally two weeks and two days after I released that book. And I say, okay, God, I get the message, release (laughs) the fear and walk in faith because I knew I wanted to join my husband eventually, but, you know, I I was in a six figure job, you know, um, cushy salary, working from home most of the time, 
And so, <laughs> but it was time. And so yeah. I got my severance and I just decided, you know what? I'm not looking back. I'm not looking for a job. This is it. And I just jumped in full time in the business. Wow. You know, a lot of people think that, um, cause I've had people when I first started my, my business, my parents, um, you know, everybody was kind of like, well, maybe you should like work part-time somewhere and start your business, you know? And some people were like, why are you leaving, you know, your corporate job? Cause I was a director of marketing and operations. And, and I was like, there is no safety. I mean, people think there's a safety net in corporate and they're not, there isn't really. So it's like taking that, having that faith and taking that leap. I mean, not everybody will do it, but you know, it's there. You're also not like super safe, you know, in corporate America. Right. Like a lot of exactly. Exactly. So, so what was, you know, it's funny because um, you are, a, you, your faith is so strong and I know that that has helped you and has guided you, you know, through this entrepreneurship journey and has brought you so much success because you have that faith, even though you don't see the, the path, you know, the path is there and you know, as long as you have that faith, you're going to keep going in the right direction. So and I just thought of this as you were speaking, so I'm going a little bit off my notes. But, you know, for people, how do you release the fear and walk in faith? Like, what is the key to that? Um, it's, it's belief. It's belief that there's a higher power that is your source and that is always with you right? Because that's what the Bible says. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it also says, fear not. I am with you always, Mm -hmm. even unto the end, right? And so it's just holding on to that belief that um, you'll you'll never walk alone. So Mm -hmm. whatever is, is happening, whatever is happening, there is a path already set out right? Mm-hmm. It's just like that saying that says, you may not see the full staircase. Mm-hmm. Take the first step anyway, right? And you'll see a little closer. You'll you'll get a little closer, a little closer to, and just take step by step. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're looking to see the full, and it ha- we're human, right? So it happens yeah. all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, but then you have to just bring yourself back, sit still enough to remember, that, you know, look at the things that has happened in your life in the past and, you know, that the journey that you've been on and how you've been, you know, able to accomplish. And um, just remember those things that, you know, would guide you through the future. Yeah. And I know so many people like, just like I said, I mean, with everything that's happened in the past two years, there is a lot of fear-based decisions, you know, that a lot of business owners make and, you know, that, that feeling that we're functioning in crisis mode or, you know, we can't, we can't do this because, you know, we were shut down or because we don't have enough, you know, money coming in or, you know, whatever. So what would you like, what, if your clients say that to you, what do you normally say to them when they have that fear? Yeah. Don't panic, you know, um, don't panic. So let me give you a a quick story. That one of my clients this morning, right? I mm-hmm. saw her post. So I saw, we met about two weeks ago. So our next meeting is not 
you know, for we meet once a month. But I saw an invitation come in on my calendar. And I'm like, that is strange. Like, why is she booking a meeting? But, you know, I left it on the calendar anyway. And this morning when I went on Facebook, I saw her post. I had a job interview, like a job interview. And she said she literally called and canceled the interview because she realized, oh, my goodness, it conflicts with my meeting with my accountant. And she knew that she was making the wrong decision anyway, because she knew she didn't want to go back to work. Right. She was just tired of, you know, of business. Right. And, you know, we didn't have a meeting. She said she didn't, she doesn't know how the meeting got booked on my calendar. It was an error, but that meeting is what stopped her from going forward with a job interview. And I'm like, God divinely knew that you were going to make that decision. Right. And somehow that meeting got on my calendar. So we spoke and we didn't speak about business. We just spoke about that incident. I'm like, wow, look at the timing. And, you know, that was exactly divinely orchestrated. Right. And so, (laughs) yeah, that's what I would say. Tap into the divine. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, and I, and we were speaking, you know, before we, we started recording this. Um, but, you know, I believe that, yeah, when you don't listen, the messages and the, and the signs and stuff get louder because God is like, yo, like, you know, listen up. And, you know, it's amazing because I always tell people your accountant and your lawyer are your trusted advisors. So obviously you're a trusted advisor that she saw on your calendar and was like, I can't miss this meeting. But also like there was a divine, a divine intervention there. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I got chills on that. And I'm like a big, and I've had a lot of them happen this past, you know, week or two with those signs and, and God saying, Hey, like I'm here. It's okay. Like keep going down this road. <laughs> Yeah, which is amazing. So I'm going to shift slightly. Um, and let's talk about because, you know, um, with your client, like she was getting, you know, frustrated and she was tired and had a job interview. And obviously that was the wrong wrong way to go. But what are some of the things that you see with business owners, some of the, the challenges or the mistakes that they make because maybe they're functioning in fear Um, and making decisions in fear as it relates to their business and their wealth and their, you know, finances? Yeah, I find that a lot of people, the fear is holding them back from even putting a plan in place, right? They're afraid to look at the numbers. They're afraid to make the investment to, you know, work with an accountant, um, you know, they are looking at their numbers just for the purposes of taxes as opposed to, you know, um, clarity to make the decisions that they need to make in their business. And so, you know, what I want to just advise um, the listeners here is that your numbers are, your that's your wealth, of knowledge. Like if you have proper bookkeeping, 
and you have a strategic advisor that's going to go through the numbers with you and help you to decipher what's happening in your business, help you, you know, guide you in making the the decisions that you need to make in your business, that is golden. Mm. Um, That is absolutely golden. And, you know, when you think about, you know, spending money in your business, you have to think about the return on the investment that you're going to get, right? So let's think, let's talk about, for example, Facebook ads, for example, right? Um, Some people might be afraid to, oh my gosh, I have to pay someone, you know, with the expertise to do that, plus pay Facebook, you know, for the leads that they're getting in their business. Now, this is if you're positioned. So this is not for everyone, right? This depends on where you are in your business. But just think about, you know, having to spend five, $6,000, you know, for a launch, for example, um, you know, with Facebook ads, but what's going to be the return on the investment, right? If you get the right person, of course, we have to vet who we're working with. Sure. Right? <laughs> Especially when it comes to Facebook ads. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because I've made some mistakes too. Yeah, so have I. (laughs) And so, you know, with everything, you just have to, don't be, don't operate your business, you know, with fear, right? You know, just remember that, and I'm going back to, um, you know, to faith again, just remember that we serve a God of abundance, right? And don't operate out of fear and out of lack. But yes, you're going to be wise. Like I said, yes, you're going to vet who you're going to work with. Yes, you're going to, you know, look at the return on the investment. But, you know, absolutely don't lead with fear because Mm -hmm. that's going to hold you back. Yeah. And it'll also lead you in the wrong direction. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So what would you say, um, what would you say to somebody? Because I, I have a client that does this, that manages their business solely by what's in their bank account. Okay. Um, again, it all depends on, and I would say, you know, that's why it's important to surround yourself with folks who, um, you know, are experienced in certain areas, right? So I like, I like that the fact that you're checking your bank account to um, see what's in there. Um, But you also need to look in the future. Mm -hmm. Like one of my, um, one of my coaches, you know, always say, and we have, you know, we, we share a coach, right. Mm -hmm. Always says, you know, operate your business from where you want to be. Right. Just like personally, We need to um, become the person that our business requires, our goals require, you know, as the business owner, you want to, you know, be the leader that, you know, is forward thinking, is not just Mm -hmm. thinking for today, but thinking three, five, 10 years down the line, what you want your business to look like. And you're going to have to make some decisions in the business that's not just, you know, a today decision, but 
you know, we're going to be looking down the line. One of the conversations I'm, I'm going to be having coming up in the Profitable Entrepreneurs Network is positioning your business for funding, mm. right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people, we tap into our personal resources all the time when it comes to our businesses. So we go and we we get an LLC or, you know, and saying that it's a limited liability corporation, but yet still we're using our personal funds, yeah. right, for the business. We go take out a loan personally, right? And so now we're piercing the corporate veil right there. So, right. um, yeah, it's so important to have these conversations that sometimes we may need that um, source of funding. Sometimes we may need that working capital, right, that we don't have and see in the bank account. And um, that's what's going to allow our businesses to build and to grow. Of course, we got to do that with wisdom. We got to be good stewards of, you know, of those funds. But sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. And some people, um, I know clients that have come to me, and because uh, the people that I work with, when they come to me, they're super struggling and either facing closing or selling or not really sure what to do. And I've seen a lot of people who have not managed, and it, this is this goes back to the fear versus faith, have not managed their numbers. They haven't even looked at them. They don't. And then when they look at them, they don't really understand what they mean. And they are so leveraged, have so many different loans that now they're like, we don't know what to do because we have so much debt and we're not sure which direction to go. And I think that, again, that comes back to, because when I asked the question, why did you get so many loans? And it comes back to a fear-based decision versus okay, how can we figure out how to make this work and not, you know, get another, you know, $250,000 loan when we already have two. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I had a client that I just refused to, um, you know, let do that because I, you know, I already saw, uh, you know, it was a new client, um, 500,000 in, in loans and wanting to go take out another 250. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Let's figure this out. Let's sit down and let's map out, you know, what are your revenue sources? What are you leaving on the table? What are your expenses, right? That you have over and over again that, you know, may not be, you know, um, doing anything for the business, right? may not be contributing to the growth of your business. And so you have to look at, be able to look at the full picture before just, you know, running and taking that next loan and that next loan. Yeah. yeah. And and by, by that time, you're, you're probably taking them at a higher interest rate because of your, um, you know, because of your debt to equity ratio. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. So if people, people are struggling and like I said, they're making these decisions, um, based on fear. Okay. As, as it relates to finances in their business, not getting help from a, from a, from a CPA or, you know, a trusted advisor, what are like a few things that they can start doing now to start changing things around? 
Yeah. So I, I like to to start out with um, one of the things I, I is, is a plan. You have to put a plan in place, right? So where are you today? Where do you want to go and how am I going to get there? Um, and I love to start people off with um, the cash management system that I use in my business and that I you know help my clients with. And that is the profit first strategy. Um, because, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't even think profit because of where I am in my business now, but yes, you can, Mm -hmm. right? If you put profit first, that's where it, it, it'll be right first. And so as an accountant, we know that the accounting formula is revenue minus expenses equals profit. However, we're not changing any numbers. What if we just flip the formula? And that revenue minus profit equal expenses. And so let's make sure that as revenue comes into our business, that we are putting a percentage of that away for profit. So I know the next question will be Dr. Rinelli, but I'm already, you know, in the red or I'm already just breaking even. How am I going to make that happen? We are going to look at your expenses because I can tell you that there is something that mm. we'll be able to cut. Absolutely. Yeah, there <laughs> is something. <laughs> so, it, and if you, if the revenue comes in and you take that percentage that, that you decide on, right, and put it in a profit account that you decide I'm not going to touch, your this, what's left in the bucket, for operating expenses, we're, you're going to have to make it work. And so we need to go through those. And I always suggest putting them in three, in your um, your expenses in three buckets. When you're trying to figure out how do I reduce expenses, those must haves, right? If I don't have these expenses, I'm not able to run my business, and be careful of that as well. Make sure that you are being true to yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> in terms of that. <laughs> like the, the must-haves. Um, then there's, you know what? I really don't need this. Those things that you really don't need to have, you put that in a, in a second bucket. And then the third bucket would be, I do need to have these, but I think I'm paying too much. How can mm. we combine some things? Maybe you have too, you know, like a software here, software there. And if you were to get one software that can take care yeah. of, you know, two, three things, then you'll be able to reduce costs. Um, or, you know, you may be able to negotiate insurance, you know, different things, you know, that you can reduce, you know, those expenses. Then we work on those. The ones that we don't need, we get rid of those. And the must-haves, obviously, we we keep those. Right, right. Wow, that's that's powerful. And I know um, you actually in in the group that we're in together, you did this whole thing on profit first, which was absolutely amazing. Um, so that definitely is, um, and it's it's so helpful for people because people, I mean, number one, a lot of business owners don't pay themselves. Number two, a lot of business owners are solely looking at that top line number and forget about the rest, you know, and you're right. Like there is always something in those expenses. I mean, I had a client one time that kept telling me we were talking about must have expenses and they were like, 
well, I want to go out and I want to um, make sure that I have really nice shoes all the time because I'm, you know, I'm on my feet and stuff. So does that count as a must have? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, being really being honest with yourself as far as, you know, what's really happening in your business. Yeah. And so, we're not, you know, we're not doing and denying ourselves. There, there will come a time that you, you know, you'll be able to, you know, get those nice shoes and, you know, all that stuff. But you know, when we're trying to sort out the business finances and, you know, get you on a, on a right path, there's some things that just, you know, are not necessary right now. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Oh, this is such a good conversation. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of shift a little bit. Tell me about your, cause it's really, really important for you. I know, um, you know, in, in the conversations that we've had about building legacy. Yeah. So tell me, what does that mean to you and how do you incorporate that in what you do every day, whether it's with the people in the Profitable Entrepreneurs Network or the people that you're helping um, in ERJ services? Like what, what does that mean? Yeah. So again, I'm going to take you back to my roots, right? I, I grew up in the church. And so scripture, you know, is, is, is what I, I, I live by, you know, that's just part of me. And so the scripture that says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children is one of the, you know, the foundations of our business. You know, um, Eric and I, you know, we have two sons together mm-hmm. and we want to know that we are leaving an inheritance to our children that they can then pass on to their children. And, you know, that's the legacy we want to leave as well as help as many other families and couples do the same thing, which is why we have decided to work with, you know, family owned businesses um, and couples, you know, who want to, you know, leave that inheritance to their children who want to build that legacy um, and be known for, you know, the the couple who just, you know, change their family tree, right? Um, build generational wealth. And so, you know, right now our sons are not showing much interest. They're young, you know, in the <laughs> business, but guess what? That doesn't matter. You know, we still want to build a strong business that um, whether they take it over or they decide that they're going to, you know, sell the business, but um, we want them to have that option. Mm. And so we want to, you know, people who have that strong why and desire, you know, for for, for legacy, for passing something on, for building generational wealth. That's who we want to support. And that's who we're, we're, we're working to support in our business. And that's so important because so many of us, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, but so many of us have those money mindset blocks. Um, and if you grew up a certain way, like if your family had a lot of debt and your parents work multiple jobs and, you know, the you always, like a lot of people carry that with them and they think, well, this is how I grew up. I didn't grow up with money. So I'm never going to have money. 
And I think it's so important what you're doing because it's breaking that cycle and teaching people how to build generational wealth, which I think is, is just huge because not only will it help them, I mean, it'll just help the economy. It'll help. I mean, and it just kind of keeps spreading out. So I, um, I just, I love that. I love that concept. And, you know, that was something that, you know, ever since I met you and you talk about legacy, like, cause that's a big thing with me too, is leaving a legacy. Um, you know, my best friend passed away last year and she left a legacy. Um, and, you know, I want to carry that forward. And I just, when I hear you talk about it, it just, it's just so amazing, you know, and the work that you're doing. And you mentioned working with couples. Do you want to talk a little bit about that new program you have? <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, one of, you know, I have a, a wide network and what I've noticed over the past few years is that a lot of couples are getting divorced. Couples, you know, in businesses, like I've watched couples who I admired you know, what they were doing and building together. And then I don't know if it's a pandemic thing. And then I've just watched them, you know, you know, break apart. And so, you know, my husband and I, you know, decided to, um, we've created a project that we're calling Making Love and Legacy. And, you know, with this project, we adjust, we want to, you know, just showcase couples who are building businesses together and who are committed to thriving in business as well as thriving in their relationships, right? Yeah. Making both a priority and not one over the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're just excited about, you know, the project will, you know, um, include a book collaboration that we'll do together, um, a documentary. I have a couple who is their marketing um, geniuses and they're coming in and, you know, sharing some of that, um, you know, with the group. And I believe it's it's the start of a movement. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's the start of a movement that we're going to be building and growing together. And so right now we're looking for 20 couples who want to be part of this project, we have a few spots um, filled already. But mm. we have, yeah, some openings. And I, you know, I can't wait to just see the couples that are going to come together. We're going to learn from each other. We're going to support each other. Um, you know, so yeah, lots of great things there. So if somebody who's listening to this, because I work with a lot of, and we've, we've talked about this, I work, I do work with a lot of husband and wife, um, you know, who are in business together. And um, so if somebody wants to be a part of this project, because you said you had a couple spots open, where would they go to get more information about this? Yeah, they can go to um, www.erjservices.com. That's erjservices.com forward slash couples project. And they'll, you know, they'll see the details there. If they have questions for me and, you know, want a little more information before committing to, you know, a project like this, um, they can email me at Dr. Ranelli, that's D R 
R-A-N-E-L-L-I at ERJservices.com. And we can definitely, you know, have a conversation about it. Awesome. Awesome. And we will make sure that we include this in the comments below, as well as in the show notes so that people can, you know, reach out. Um, Cause like I said, we do have a lot of couples that listen to this. Um, I know uh, one in particular, who's a client of mine who listens to this podcast religiously. So, you know, we will definitely include that in the, um, in the show notes. Appreciate so this that. has been, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I mean, I, like there's so much about you that is just so amazing and you there's so many gold nuggets in this um in this conversation and that we've had i mean from i think the big thing is and i love how like that you know walking in faith not in fear and how it just dovetails into everything that you do um it's not just about being a CPA it's not just about you know um, doing people's taxes and, and helping them to understand their finances. It's about having the faith to do the things that they need to do to achieve that legacy that they want to build. And I just, I mean, I just absolutely love that. So um, I have a couple, like couple questions, couple fun questions um, as we wrap up this episode. Um, so, which you don't know about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm getting yeah, a little scared and nervous, but they're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> I'm here so for my it. First, my first question is, um, which book was your favorite that you wrote? Oh my gosh. You know what? I believe it's that first one because here's the thing, right? Teresa, I never even considered writing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt sort of like Moses when I, fe- when, when I felt the, 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 the tug, right, to do this. Like, ah, that's not my thing. You know how he was saying, I have a, you know, like, you know, a speech impediment. You know, how am I going to go talk on behalf of the, the Israelites? And what am I going to say to Pharaoh? That's how I felt. Like, you know, I was fighting, you know, like, this is not for me. But then, you know, I was reminded that if I call you to it, I'm going to equip you for it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I wrote that book and then two weeks and two days after that, you know, I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I knew that God was preparing me, you know, for that. So yeah, now you're teaching, releasing the fear and walking in faith (laughs) is your turn to walk the journey, like release the fear and walk in faith. And and that's when I took the plunge because like I said, I knew I needed to get into full-time entrepreneurship. I knew that that was the call, but to jump and leave that six-figure job, I, I, I wasn't doing it. So God did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> take the leap, <laughs> take the push. And so, yeah, that I think that's my that's favorite. favorite. What was your, what has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? Um, that you've overcome. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, because I have all these credentials and the experience, it's, it's easy to think, let me just go back. Like, why am I dealing with all this stress? You know, like I could go get, you know, that six figure job, maybe even multiple six figures and, you know, not have to worry about the marketing and the, 
you know, all the different stuff. But remember, I have to always remind myself that this is not just about me. This is about legacy. This is about, you know, the 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 clients that I'm going to 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 help right? This is about the example for my children. This is bigger than me. And so um, in all honesty, I did go back part-time at one Mm. point, right? Because things were tough. Business was not building, you know, um, the income wasn't coming in like we we needed it to. And here are both of us full-time in this business and we needed to, you know, bills were starting to, you know, get behind. And so I I went back, you know, part-time, but here's what happened. My employer wanted to bring me on full-time. He was like, (laughs) and from the time he said, Full time, I was like, I'm out of here. No way. <laughs> this is not <laughs> happening. So I, you know, at that point, I immediately knew that, all right, you know, it, it was time to just really, you know, go full time, go all out, put, you know, all my effort into it, gave him two, no- two months notice. And, you know, I said, you know, this, I'm not the right person for this, this job. And um, yeah. I, I, there's no turning back at this yeah. point. Cause I know my call. You just have to go all in as people, mm-hmm. as people used to tell me, you know, you, you got to burn the boats and just go all in. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood what that meant either. <laughs> I was like, okay. And my husband had to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> How did you meet Eric? Oh my God. So we're from the same Island. And but I moved to the United States first, but I used to, you know, like go back, you know, on vacation. So I knew him before I left. Um, but, you know, in going back and forth, um, that's how we we connected. And yeah. So do you um, I know a lot of people because my husband and I were married on on the island of Nevis and we've gotten to be friends with a, with a lot of the Nevisians. And I know a lot of like they travel from island to island to island, you know, all over the Caribbean. So my question to you is, what's your favorite island? <laughs> wow, that's hard. Montserrat, of course. Yeah, where I'm of from. course. <laughs> but in terms of where I've visited, um, I've been to a lot of islands. I love St. Martin mm. and I love St. Thomas. St. Thomas. So I took some ladies to St. Thomas in 2019. Yeah, it was right before the year before COVID um, on a retreat there. And that was special. Mm. I really nice. enjoyed that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Going to Jamaica question. this summer. I have I have been oh, to are? Jamaica on a cruise. Um, so I just came off, didn't spend a lot of time on the island just for the day, but um hear lots of great things. So I'm looking forward to that. I've never been to Jamaica, but the water looks amazing. Like the blue water, like that is my thing, blue water. Um, So yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice. That'll be really nice. So let Um, me tell you something unique about Montserrat. Yeah. Is that we have all black sand beaches except for one. 
Really? Yeah. And so growing up, before, you know, I did travel, I always thought this was the norm. I had no idea that this was not normal, you know, black sand beaches because of the volcano that um, that we have on the mm-hmm. island. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a learning experience for me when I traveled and, you know, realized I that. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> we go to a restaurant when we're in Nevis. We go to a restaurant. Um, it's called Golden Rock. And it's really high up on the mountain. And um, when you look out on a clear day, you can see Montserrat. And um, I yeah. mean, it's really far off in the distance. But yeah. I never knew that um, that they had black. I mean, I knew I know about the volcano, and I know it had it had erupted not that long yeah. ago. But I didn't know that the sand was black. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Huh. All right. <laughs> so one more question. What are you most grateful for? Oh, my goodness. Um, so much for life. But I'm so grateful for my children because, um, you know, Eric and I had, you know, we had challenges, you know, getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they're miracles. They're miracles, both of them. Um, first one was an IVF baby. A lot of people oh, don't know that. Yeah. First one was an IVF baby. And then the second one was natural. And we say out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really a shock for us five years later that we just had him naturally. Wow. Um, so, yeah, both miracles. What are their names again? I love their names. What are their names? Jaron and Javon. Jaron and Javon. I know when um, you when you had said on one of our calls, oh, I love those names. Um, but wow, that's I know. I I unfortunately was not able to have children, and um, I have dogs. <laughs> but I know so many women and so many of my friends, um, you know, have struggled like having children. And unfortunately I was not a candidate for IVF because, um, I had a head, I had a head injury and I'm high risk for a stroke. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, well, you know what? God wanted me to just be an amazing aunt an amazing godmother and must say so myself, but I am so, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I know it's, I mean, your kids, I've seen their pictures and stuff and they look like they're, they look like they're a handful. But um, <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome. So. Yeah, the older one, he's like, I don't know, like how big this guy's gonna be. But he's fourteen, um, six feet tall, um, size eleven shoes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah. So and he's not done. He's not done he's growing. Not done. Yet. He's not done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's our basketball player. He loves basketball. Yeah. I was going to say basketball is going to be in his future. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) well, this has been amazing. Thank you so, so very much for, um, for sharing everything, for sharing your story. Um, I just, and you know, thank you for joining me here. I am, you know, as I said, I am so grateful that I've connected with you. Um, and I'm so looking forward to all the amazing things that you have ahead um, in your business and just everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Glad we connected as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So where can people, before we go, where can people find you? I know you have something coming up on May 23rd. So what is that? So yeah, I have the Maximize Your Profits um, workshop that's starting on May 23rd. Um, That's going to run for five days. And we're going to really break down how to put a system in place that's going to support you building a profitable business. Like you said, not just focusing on the revenue side, but let's get that bottom line. Let's get the money in the bank, right? Let's get you paid as a business owner. So we're going to, you know, just talk through that, Um, you know, for five days, you can go to um, maximize your profits now.com forward slash workshop. And you'll be able to register for that. Um, It's a free workshop. Awesome. Um, awesome. People can also connect with me um, on Facebook in the Profitable Entrepreneurs Network group. Um, and that's where we share, you know, weekly tips and strategies on, again, becoming profitable entrepreneurs. And um, our website is www.erjservices.com. Eric Rinelli, Jaron Services, E-R-J. Oh, Jaron and Javon. Oh, my goodness. I will get in trouble. <laughs> oh, no, we won't. We won't, we won't tell. <laughs> um, ERJservices.com. Awesome. We will make sure that we include all of that in the show notes and in the comments. Um, and definitely, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, do that workshop on May 23rd, maximize your profits because going through this with Dr. Ranelli, you're going to learn so much and you're going to be able to start implementing it, putting in place, putting it in place and implementing it in your business immediately. So definitely make sure that you register for that workshop. I might even register for it myself. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thank you again for joining me. I so, so appreciate it. Um, and thank you all for listening. Um, until next week, have a wonderful rest of your week, wonderful rest of your weekend. Um, and you know, let's all take care of each other a little bit more than we already do. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Rinelli. Hey there, it's Teresa. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine. And when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited. And I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast, I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get, you know, five stars, it, it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review and also tell me what you love. Tell me what you, what you want to hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, 
real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me. But until next week, take care and I will see you soon.